Good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Diane B, and I am a gratefully recovered compulsive eater in New York. Today is Thursday, March 30th, 2023. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book. We are on page 70, the third paragraph, beginning with, if we have been thorough, ending with straighten out the past if we can. We're reading that one paragraph only today. The reference numbers, excuse me, for yesterday, Wednesday, March 29th, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting was 20,100-20100. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting yesterday on Wednesday was 20,105, so it's 20105. Today's readers, we have um, on the steps, we have Pam SR, Traditions of the Gen P, Barb W. is reading our text. Nancy P. is reading page 164, Vision for You. Our newcomer greeter is Jeannie B. And our second hour host today is Matt F. And thank you, everyone, for your service in this month of of March. We're finished with March. Um, Let's see. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Uh, So Pam, SR, please read the steps to us. Good morning, Pam SR, compulsive overeater, recovered, living in Austin, Texas. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and moral inventory of ourselves five admitted to god to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs six we're entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character seven humbly ask god to remove our shortcomings eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all nine made direct amends to people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. I'll pass. Thank you, Pam. And Jeannie B., could you, uh, nope, sorry, wrong person. Oh, Jen P., (laughs) could you read the traditions for us? Yes, I sure will. This is Jen P., uh, recovering compulsive overeater from New Jersey. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, <clears throat> loving God, <clears throat> excuse me, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I will pass. Hi, I'm Barb W. Gratefully recovered in Illinois, page seventy. Can't hear me. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, Barb, I was muted. Um, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are fo- we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 70, third paragraph. Okay, Barb, get us going, please. I'm sorry to have interrupted. (laughs) No, it's fine. I was muted. (laughs) Gratefully recovered in Illinois. If we have been thorough about our personal inventory, we have written down a lot. We have listed and analyzed our resentments. We've begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality. 
We have commenced to see their terrible destructiveness. We've begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men. That's good, yeah. Even our enemies, for we look on them as sick people. We've listed the people we have hurt by our conduct and are willing to straighten out the past if we can. Wow. Listing and analyzing my resentments. It demystified it. It demystified them. And it was the first time in my life that I stopped, actually, probably really stopped and looked and looked. And um, I'd been running from things. And I couldn't do that without the first three steps that preceded this process. My relationship to my higher power, who I call God. And I didn't have a personal relationship with that power. It was just there was um, a referee with a big baseball bat. And I couldn't have commenced this this process without recognizing the love that this power has for me and that I'd be accompanied on it. Um, Doing this work, it shined a light on my behaviors and to see them for what they are, futile and fatal, and their destructiveness, that it's not, I've done these things, but I'm not these things. Um, That they're maladjusted adjustments in me, their instincts that have gone awry. Um, so this is, uh, it, it says to begin a, pro- a process to learn. And, um, I love that it's process. The tolerance, patience, and goodwill towards all men for, I look at them as sick people, which means I look at, I've been able to look at myself as a sick person and owning that, then that gives me, I, I'm willing to do that and then willing to go to what's next. I see people just as me. I, I have done these very same things. I was such a turnaround for me that was so revolutionary i can see myself then with start to see myself with compassion um let's see i have written something there's a differentiation that can happen between what the, the my behavioral instincts, my survival instincts that went way overboard and myself as a person, as a growing, unfurling kid of the universe. And the, and the difference between my maladaptive behaviors, what I've done, the messes I've made, and I can see myself, I begin to see my behaviors as symptoms of maladjusted God-given instincts. and And to see, oh gosh, just a stopping and seeing seeing things for what they really are, and in in the disturbances that the symptoms have caused, it it just I realize that I'm a valuable person in the universe. That it's not I'm not just the bad stuff, and I'm still loved by my higher power. So listing the people I've hurt with my conduct, and willing to straighten out not run from it, not defend it, not hammer it into something else. It's being taken. It's my higher power doing all this. Um, I think that's, that's all I reminder. have. Oh. Thank you. Pass. Great. Thank you, Barb. Um, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on any of the meetings on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to ask you to please step back so that others can have an opportunity. So who would like to share? Lisa B. Wait a minute. Lisa B. Somebody M. 
Nancy P. Nancy P. Hold on. Who did you get Nancy M? It's I did. Who is the M? It's a man, I think. Dwight. Dwight. Thank you. Okay, so I have uh, Lisa B, Dwight M, Nancy P, and Joanne. Anybody else want to share? Okay, Lisa B, can you get us started, please? And give us your state, please. Oh, good morning. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And thank you for everyone doing your service. This is such an amazing reading. Um, Gosh, it's such a slow process, you know, but it begins with this thorough inventory. And that word thorough really scared me. It's not about perfection, um, but it's just starting, taking the step, taking the action, putting pen to paper through prayer and good sponsorship. um, And of course, in a state of abstinence, and we've written down a lot, you know, and not comparing myself to others. And when I work with people, I always say, you're not making the list to impress me. You know, it's for you. It's for your relationship with your higher power. But the reason I felt so inspired to pick up, you know, and unmute this morning was um, beginning to comprehend their futility and their fatality and their terrible destructiveness and then learning tolerance, patience, and goodwill. You know what? That requires me being under the direction of my creator. It's such a uncovering process, you know, like that onion peel that they talk about. I continue to just be amazed and thrown back onto my heels, onto my butt of my thinking process and why I think I'll I'll think something and then I'll do an inventory. And it's amazing the motivation that was there. I didn't know that there was jealousy. I didn't know that I didn't know that whatever, you know, was there. And until I put the pen to paper and start this work, I can't do it all in my head. And I find it so helpful to share it with another recovered fellow. But having that relationship with my creator has been the biggest gift. You know, and I think about in step 11 in the big book when it talks about be quick to see where religious people are right and looking for other readings. You know, I can't just rely on the big book and the AA 12 and 12 and the OA literature. I've had to go to other literature to learn more and more about my higher power and begin to, um, I don't know, it's just a transformation. It really is about transformation. And it's amazing. It's such a wonderful way of life. And I'm so grateful to have it. So grateful to be free, to be free. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa B. Next, we have Dwight M. And if you could tell us where you're from, please. Hi, uh, Dwight M. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Springfield, Ohio. Thanks for letting me share, and thanks for your service, moderator. I was looking at this and thinking about writing down a lot whenever my inventory was uh, happening, how extensive it felt like it was. And even in that, my disease gave me insecurity and made me think, well, is it enough to be? Have I written down enough, or did I write down too much? Am I doing this right? The disease was just all over me and pulling me in different directions. And then the the resentments, we analyzed resentments. I had a resentment about writing down my resentments. I, uh, I just consumed by the disease before recovery. 
uh, I, I still, of course, have the disease. I'm not cured, but it was just, uh, it had its way with me, and my thinking was, was off. My spiritual fitness was down. I didn't know which way was up, and I was tired of doing the work at that point, even though it was only in the fourth and fifth steps. Um, but I'm grateful so far that I've been able to be recovered today. Uh, we've begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality. In other words, they're useless and they'll kill us, these resentments. And I needed to get rid of them because it was a toxic poison in me and making me behave in such a way that my relationships were garbage, my work life was garbage, and I felt like a piece of garbage. I didn't feel like I had any kind of value whatsoever. But with God's grace, and with the, this program working the 12 steps, I've begun to realize I am lovable, I am enough, I am a person worthy of recovery, and for that I'm grateful. Uh, we commenced to see their terrible destructiveness. It was touching everything in my life. All my relationships were were tainted, or, or tainted rather, by my uh, by my resentments. Began to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies. In my faith tradition, I happen to be a Christian. Uh, there's a saying by Jesus that says, "Love your enemies," and that's one of the hardest things in the world to do. It's hard to love people we like, let alone love people that we, you know, have have something. In legitimately against um, but to have this tolerance it's uh, looking on them as sick people it's we're exercising compassion and empathy and that's a, a gift of this spiritual program a gift of God that we can look at people in that way because if it was left to our human devices we wouldn't we would view it selfishly that's what our disease does we're, we're selfish and self-centered uh, so we listed the people hurt by our conduct and willing to straighten out the past if we can I think that's uh, that accountability has been excellent, and it has made me able to clear out a lot of wreckage that uh, has kept me from being in fit spiritual condition. So I'm grateful I had the chance through these steps and through my higher power to to work through this and to to get past it. I'm grateful to be able to have the maintenance of a spiritual condition that goes on every day too, and I couldn't do it without you all. So thank you for reminding me I'm not alone in this journey, and thank you for your time and thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you, Dwight. Next, we have Nancy P. Hi, good morning. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you for letting me share. So um, I'm not convinced I need to write down a lot. In fact, my experience is that I don't because I've done it both ways. I went through the big book step study process once before, and I wrote my fourth step inventory one hour a night, six nights a week for three years, and it was 550 pages. No resentment was too small for the turnaround, but it didn't take, and I ate for 13 more years. I didn't write down as much, you know, when I most recently did my fourth step, only six pages, but every word counted. And for me, less really ended up being more in this case. Um, So this paragraph is a list of the fourth step promises. And what does it say? It says, we understand how harmful resentment can be in the form of futility and fatality. It's the other um, people who shared mentioned in uselessness and deadliness. We can see their terrible destructiveness. We've begun to learn. So for me, you know, I've begun, I, at the fourth step, I've begun to see. It's not in the bag yet for me. This is another place where if we continue on as we have been, there is no doubt that much good will result, but the surface of the problem will still hardly be scratched. I'm at the very, very beginning of learning here. Um, so, I'm, you know, I've basically got my pencil box and I'm sitting up straight in my chair ready to learn. And over the past five years and change, I try hard not to look as anyone is sick 
that seems kind of patronizing and judgy to me. Um, I don't want to do that. And I, what I need to do is look to myself to disengage my attachment to what other people do or think. I don't want to be trapped into that particular, you know, fear of other people's opinions or whatever. I depend on my enlarged, new, enlarged, comfortable spiritual life, right? I did, I, like Jim, I'm not failing to enlarge my spiritual life. I'm working hard on that to keep me safe and to allow other people to be as they are. And I try hard to make sure that I'm working always on being the best person I can be. I'm swimming in my own lane, um, whether it's in response to other people's actions or not. And I make my list of people, which is step eight and straighten out the past and step nine. All of this is yet to come. So step four is still, it's another beginning of the, I used to call them the icky steps. because <laughs> they, they actually were work. Like I actually had to do something, you know, write and then say it out loud and then implement it, you know, versus just sort of admitting casually that I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable. So now the work steps. Um, but this step, step four is just to make a list that I can organize my thinking and not, you know, open a door and see just a really messy room and say, ugh, not today, another day. You know, I don't want to do it. Um, and I don't want to be tripped up by clutter. It's time-consuming to write it all down. And that first three years that didn't work turned into two weeks that my sponsor gave me that did work. And the return on the investment cannot be measured. I'm happy, joyous, and free. I comprehend the word serenity and I know peace. I mean, what could be more wonderful? My whole job in life today is to be of service to other people and to be kind you know no gentle reminder of, yet of any religion ever says murder rape and pillage it always says be kind be nice be gentle i don't have to love everybody but i do have to be kind to other people and to tolerate them you know um and i do just that and i'm so grateful so so grateful and with that i'll pass thank you nancy Next, we have Joanne, and if you could give us the initial of your last name and where you're from, please. Hi, I'm Joanne B. Uh, from Vermont. Good morning, everybody. Um, I love this meeting. I've been listening to it um, ever since I started the program, which was about almost six months ago. Um, and I listen. I've listened to so much um, great stuff wisdom on on this program that which is really working in my life i finished all 12 steps um including the fourth and the fifth with my sponsor and it's it's just um amazing to me how i had one resentment on my list which was a big one um it was something that i was very i was very hurt about um I really felt like I was not in the wrong, that the other person was in the wrong. Um, someone, a friend of mine, I basically broke up with a friend. Um, but through working with my sponsor, I was able to see, to dig down and say, she kept saying, this isn't about her, it's about you. Look at what your part is. So I was able to uncover like the things about myself my character defects that kind of, in a way, set me up um, for for this to happen. And it's, you know, it was such a, like, the light bulb just went on quickly. And I, you know, it was amazing to me that 
I could look at myself instead of looking at um, her and her faults or what she did wrong. And now, as a result, you know, I feel like I can make peace with it. I've made peace with, with that. Um, so I feel like I still have a lot of work to do with this. Um, and um, I'll probably be doing this again, um, probably as a yearly thing, housekeeping. But, uh, you know, the steps, they work. Now, I've been abstinent for six months. I haven't turned to food, even at times when I feel those character defects and resentments coming up. Instead, I, I make a call. I call my, my sponsor, and we talk about it. So um, I just want to thank everybody for this meeting, and I'll pass. Thank you very much, Joanne. Okay, we're ready to take more names, but again, um, although we value your your um, experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. And just for people who may have come in late, we are on page 70, the third paragraph. Um, my name is Pamela, Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Hello, I got Pam. I have Pamela from P. Somebody Africa. G. Kim G. Roz. Kim. Okay, Kim G. Roz. Ilanit from South Africa. Ilanit. Joanne P. Is that Joanne? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I have Pamela P, Kim G, Roz, Ilanit, and Joanne. Anybody else want to get on this list right now? Okay. Tina so S. Pamela, oh, Tina S. Okay, great. So Pamela P, um, you're up, followed by Kim G. And please mute your phone if you're not the speaker. Thank you. Um, hi, uh, hello. Um, this is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. God bless all your great meeting always. Thank you for service. Um, so what I got from the reading is my higher power is Jesus Christ, and he's been with me through everything since I was a child here now. And right now I'm, I was into the food lately, and, um, like, a, a cup of comfort food in my meal plan that I must get out. And so I must go back to my original meal plan. Um, my sponsor, me, usually don't talk about food so much. We talk about the solution, the step, and stuff like that. So we just very focused on solution, how to solve certain problems happening in my life now. So um, I just seem like I got a lot of drama with my boyfriend's parents. They behave toward me, and they behave in general. And I think that comes because uh my uh, problem with my mother when I was a little girl and stuff like that. And so I'm really trying to just focus on God and program. And I'm going to the food a little more for comforting. And certain food remind me of my childhood 
where I was with my father, which were amazing man. And and I've been going through the comfort food. I almost feel like I'm a child. And now I got a relief to comfort from the food and go back to God for comfort in the the fellowship. The fellowship been very amazing to me. I get a lot of calls. Um, I do make calls, and my sponsor is awesome. So now it's up to me to have the willingness to go to my higher power. And so today I'm going to start journaling. I had a journal in many years. I used to do do my childhood and my adulthood. I think the last 68 year, maybe six years, I stopped journaling. So I don't know why I don't do it. So I'm definitely going to be day one of doing that, day one in my new food plan. And I had muscle spasms. So I can't go back to the gym until April the 10th or 11th. Hopefully it calmed down. So I'm just praying. It's all God. God got control. I don't have no control. And he the one that has power over anyone or anything. So I just want to keep focus on my higher power program and do what I need to do. And one of the things I try to do is, you know, is share the own meeting to be my OA meeting. And I need to step up and do a little more service. I can't do certain things I see other people do. It's just overwhelming. But maybe like read the steps or take down name and numbers or stuff like that. So God way is the right way. My way is not. My my willingness will never help me get back the true recovery I had in 2021. So one day at a time with God, that all I need to focus on. Thank you. Also focus on blessing. I thank God for my boyfriend taking care of me so I can focus on God and program him. I pass. Thank you, Pamela. Next we have Kim G. followed by Roz. And if you could tell us where you're from, please, Kim. Sure. Kim G., uh, recovering compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. Um, Thanks, everyone, for your service. This paragraph, um, as a recovering person, has so much hope in it. Um, I started in program in December and um, lost my abstinence at step four and am getting ready to go through step four again. And uh, I, I just, the, the words that stick out to me is just learning, tolerant, patient, and patience and goodwill. And I know that I've tried to do that before on my own. I tried to be better, but that was on my own power. And I'm realizing now that God is going to take me to those better things. God's going to take me to the place of tolerance, patience, and goodwill towards everyone. And we have the promise that God's going to do it. So I know right now as a recovering person that God is in control, but I know that I must first recover, keep working these steps so that I can um, start to understand what God wants for me and how God's going to work in my life. And for me, this is just all hope and joy. So um, I'm looking forward to the future and thank you every day for all your short shares. The past two weeks have been so wonderful. Um, And I just uh, praise God for all of you. Thanks and I'll pass. 
Thank you, Kim. Is it Kim D as in David or Kim G as in girl? If you're still there. It is Kim G as in girl. Great. Thank you so much. Kim G from Pennsylvania. Next, we have Roz. I don't have your last initial or the state, so if you could please give that to us. Yes. Good morning. My name is Roz G, G as in girl, and I'm in Palmdale, California, in Los Angeles County. So, California. Okay. Um, thank you for letting me share. And um, I, too, in my very first fourth step 20 years ago, was a plopped down of a large packet of questions that took me about four months to go through. And while my the sponsor I had was well-intended, um, that really didn't bring me to a place of abstinence or in a recovered state. It, it, it was a good exercise to see uh, all the different, the, the, the vast areas of my life that I had a lot of problems in, but it didn't get down to causes and conditions. And so fast forward to many years later, doing it with rows and columns, quick and precise and concise, I really got to see, you know, how many resentments I had, that I lived my life on fear, and that, you know, I really did treat people with contempt. And I, I, you know, I was, I, I always had a dark, not always, but many, many times had a dark cloud following me. You know, it was like on top of me all of the time. And as I've heard through the other shares, it, it was just a block from God, selfish, self-centered, self-seeking, self-analyzation. Even that self-analyzation of the four-month four-step is a, is a form of self-centeredness. Uh, today, um, I do have people in my life that don't particularly like me. And I think that's just a part of the human condition. There are people in my life that I don't particularly like. But this big book has given me the tools to look, <clears throat> to look on people with compassion, kindness, tolerance, patience, pity, and love. And every time I do a 10th step, I'm reminded to do that. So I don't have to have issue with anyone, whether it's in the political arena or people in program or uh, people at work or my students who don't like me when I, you know, lay down the law or the rule. They don't, teenagers don't like that. But program has given me that, that perspective. So it's a freeing thing. It takes, a, it takes the dark cloud away and the sunshine comes through and yeah, I get hurt. I, I do 10 steps all the time. People get on my nerves, and I'm sure I get on people's nerves. And that's just the tools that I've been, been given to straighten out. I straightened out my past, and every day something comes up, I straighten it out. I wake up in the morning, and I thank God for another day to be able to be of service to someone else. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next, we have Ilanit from South Africa. I hope I got your name right. Followed by Joanne. Hi, thank you. Yeah, this is um, Ilanit uh, from South Africa. 
Um, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Um, uh, recently returned from a relapse. Uh, so I have had the privilege of working a step. And what it was for me was just so powerful because I had never been comfortable sharing my weaknesses or, you know, what I would now call my character defects because I was sure then that that would devalue me. And I really felt like I didn't have much value. Um, and I've realized now it was also a control thing. I wanted to control how you perceived me. So I wasn't going to tell you my weaknesses because I wanted to make sure you thought I was just perfect, which, of course, was delusional thinking. Um, and when I did my first step four, um, I was absolutely terrified. And once I'd done it and I was accepted and I was shown love and understanding and compassion, I realized that I was still the same, that it hadn't in fact devalued me. I was still the person I'd been before I shared that information. Um, and I started taking that principle into my daily affairs, um, just being more vulnerable with people and saying, yeah, you know, like, for example, I've got a real problem with punctuality, you know, and, and something as ridiculous as that I used to find hard to share with people. And, of course, the beautiful thing is that once I have the courage to share my so-called defects with other people, people are, are, are more comfortable to open up to me. Um, and I find that all my relationships, not just in the rooms, but outside of the rooms as well, have just gone to so much of a deeper level because we both had the courage to be real about who we are with each other. Um, and, you know, there is that cliche, the truth sets you free, but it really did in, in the sense that it set me free from this delusion that my character defects defined who I was. Um, therefore, I had to pretend I didn't have them. So, yeah, that's what I'd like to share. Um, thanks very much. Thank you, Elanite. Next, we have Joanne, followed by Tina. Joanne, I, uh, if you could please give us the initial of your last name and where you're from. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. I'm a grateful, recovered alcoholic, um, compulsive overeater, and so thankful for all of you and your beautiful shares and for this program, especially for our big book and the steps and, um, yeah, my sponsor who's helped me realize what a beautiful paragraph this is and, and what a beautiful program we're in. By the grace of God, I um, have been working these steps and working again for the fourth time about a year ago with my sponsor, and suddenly I'm realizing that, um, you know, I thought the third step was so powerful and uh, abandoning ourselves to our higher power to God was, to me, like, so uplifting and 
I thought it was all about the third step, but, you know, this fourth step really in this paragraph really, um, yeah, outlines it all because as it says here, you know, by analyzing our resentments, we comprehend, begin to understand the futility, commence to see, we begin to see um, the destructiveness of our resentments and who we really are and begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill towards all people. Yeah, this was um, such a gift uh, to, to realize that I have the capacity to grow and to continue to change by the grace of God and these steps in our program and working with my sponsor. And I'm so happy today to have the hope of this paragraph, the willingness to, um, yeah, to be my part in all of this, the willingness to surrender to God and to accept everyone with humility and know that the fellowship of our program is, um, just indescribably wonderful and um, I just love love where we are and um, and where we can be and I just think this paragraph is beautiful in helping us to know that it's all about helping others and treating other people as children of God and treating people the way God would treat us by um, practicing our principles of tolerance, patience, and love. So I um, just want to thank God and thank all of you for today and for every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Joanne P. Next, we have Tina S. And Tina, could you please tell us where you're from? Thanks so much, Diane. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting! Wonderful shares. You know, I, and you know, I really, I really love this paragraph today because it really shows me over the years how I have changed. And you know, it says that you know, if if we've been thorough, and you know, and we've written down a lot. You know, what I, what I was told the last time, because initially when I first took this step, you know, I never finished it. So therefore I, was, I went back out. And so when I came back in, I thought, you know, at least let me just do, you know, follow some direction and, and see if, if my life will change. Um, you know, and it says that my, my sponsor told me at the time that, you know, this was what I had done and, and it was also shared, but it's not who I am. But... I can continue to do the same stuff if I did not go on with the rest of the steps. And so, you know, I was really hell-bent <laughs> on really getting this thing, you know, because my life was miserable. I was miserable, you know. And, and it was also sharing, and I love this because I'm just saying what everybody else shared in the meeting today. You know, we had begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality, that they are useless and they're going to kill me, bottom line. I loved that that was just put like that so blunt because that's what I was told. 
you know. And, and, and I, beca- I began to see, I commenced to see their terrible destructiveness. And it, it stemmed from me, you know, because my sponsor told me that, you know, th- this is where I look at my mistakes, not my part, because if I had a part, somebody else does. So I'm looking at my mistakes. I'm not looking at you. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters how we respond or how I react to what you do, you know, because you're not doing something that I, I think you should be doing. Bottom line, <laughs> I'm not getting what I want or I'm losing something I got and you're not following my script, you know, and through the process, you know, because I, I like that it talks about we we begun to learn tolerance, patience and goodwill toward all men, you know, because this is just the beginning, you know, these, you know, come in step 10 pretty much. But, you know, what I did know was that, you know, I can continue to go on this way or if I if I chose to, I could live a different life. I could be a different person. I could have a transformation and that I needed to go on with the rest of the steps because that's where, that's where it was at. I love that it was talked about earlier that I'm free today because I am free. That I'll pass. Great stuff. Thanks. Thank you very much, Tina S. Okay, we have time for maybe two, maybe three more shares. If you'd like to share, please give me your name. And, Harlan G. And, I'm sorry, who? Harlan? Harlan G, yeah. Who was that B? Shanacy. Shanacy. And I think we can uh, take one more person. Who Joan, Joan L. in Arizona. Joan L. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I have Harlan G., Shanacy, and Joan L. Harlan, take it away. All right. Thank you very much for taking the meeting this morning, and, and thank you for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a I'm a compulsive overeater recovered. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I first did my fourth step, I saw it as something that it was not. I saw it as this massive project, and OA has evolved since the late 70s. We did autobiographies. We did a lot of crazy stuff. But one of the things that my sponsor did for me was limit my amount of time that I could do this. And as a sponsor today, I give three hours for step four, not one second more. At the end of three hours, it's pencils down. And we do the fifth step. And that seems to work out extremely well. Uh, But if I look at this paragraph, there's some key things here that really, really amplify my understanding of the program. And what it says here, if we have been thorough about our personal inventory, I had to take notice that it does not say perfect. It says thorough. It does not say perfect. It says we have listed and analyzed our resentments, and that's something that I certainly was able to do. We have begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality. The key word for me here is we have begun. What I cannot look at in program is that something is going to be an end result. I have to constantly see this as part of a process. And that process is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And one of the things that I had when I first did step four was I had an unrealistic expectation of the process. It says we have begun, and that means there's a lot of work and time that are left on the clock. We have commenced, commenced, begin. So we have two words here that mean begin. We have begun and we have commenced 
to see their terrible destructiveness. I don't really get a picture of some of the terrible destructiveness of my fears and resentments until I live my life. And for me, recovery is a process, a long process. And the way I see things in year one and the way I see things in year 20 and the way I see things in year 25 are very, very different. And and things change as my perspective changes. It's like changing your seats in a, in a baseball game. You're sitting here, you're sitting, it gives you a completely different perspective. And then it says here, we have begun, there's that word again, to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies, for we look on them as sick people. I'm not so sure I want to look at them as sick people all the time, but I want to see them as human beings. And what happens here is I have to know that they are children of God because I can get judgmental too. And in my tempestuous judgmentalness, I can really destroy my life. And uh, thanks for letting me share. And uh, with that, I will pass. Thank you very much. Thanks, Harlan. Next we have Shanna C. And Shanna, please tell us where you're from. Good morning. This is Shanna C. from East Tennessee, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater uh, through God's grace in this program and the going through this process that people so eloquently described. Um, uh, what keeps popping in my mind is, is the whole um, how I used to think I, I would just eat emotionally and, and you know, and, and it just wasn't a big deal that this wasn't. And for those who are new, um, you know, I, I know that for me, I didn't believe necessarily that, that food was that big of a deal. I certainly didn't really want to believe that, that this was a disease or whatever, and that I had a body that, you know, couldn't process certain ingredients in a, in a certain way like a normal person, and once I started eating them, I couldn't stop. I didn't understand that, you know, that I had that. I, yeah, I just didn't. I thought if I could just get my emotions under control, which for 40-something years I had never been able to, and I'd tried all of it. And it's true to a certain extent with the emotions. I mean, and that's the thing. That's what this process here is is, is designed to address, is the emotions, the spiritual component. Because, uh, you know, with this process, we straighten out spiritually, then we straighten out mentally and physically. You know, I get that moment of clarity where it's like, oh, my God, something's got to be done about this food or I'm going to die. And then I'm graciously approached by these people in whom the problem had been solved, and this is the, these are the tools they've been using. And they've done this four step, so that gives me the courage to take the same action. And then I, I get to write down all of this stuff, and it's nowhere near as complicated as I've heard in the rooms people make it, and it's nowhere near as complicated as I want to make it. Um, it's literally listing this stuff. Like so many have said, it is not complicated. Get this stuff down on paper. Look at it. I'm wrong. Great. Let's do something about it. Well, I can't. Wow, I've tapped into a power greater than myself who can do for me what I can't do for myself. How awesome is that? Next thing you know, I'm not eating anymore. I'm able to follow a a food plan that that works, you know, that nourishes my body. I'm not having to use food for ease and comfort over those emotions anymore because this way of life has has solved my problem. Thank God for that. And I want to thank everyone for their service this morning. And uh, thanks for allowing me to share. I'll pass. Thank you, Shanna. Excuse me. Joan L., you're up. And if you could please tell us where you're from. 
Good morning. I'm Joan L., and I'm from Surprise, Arizona. <clears throat> and um, on the fourth step, just a couple comments. Number one, I was so grateful to have a sponsor to take me through the fourth step and um, to have a, um, a piece of paper where I could actually list things, to actually follow the directions in the big book. That very much helped me. And then at the end of it, having a sponsor uh, ahead of me was tremendously helpful because then I could look at myself, see wrong perspectives as well as character defects, and learn to laugh at myself. And I wanted to share that because the fourth step can be so intense. And initially, I badgered myself over it, feeling so bad about myself. But then in the end, I was able to laugh at myself and to be able to look at my character defects and say, welcome to the human race. And then I could choose and ask my higher power to help me to change. And I just want to remember that the fourth step isn't about shaming or blaming myself or anybody else. It's about exposing what needs to change in me and to do that with God, which is always very kind and very loving because my higher power has my back and doesn't judge me allows me freedom to be and to live. So that's what I wanted to share this morning. And I'm so grateful for this program. It has offered me a freedom like no other. So thank you for being here this morning. Thank you very much, Joan. And thank you to everyone who shared and participated in our meeting today. And thank you to all the people who have done service for us. Um, we will now close. Oh, wait a minute. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following uh, today's immediate following closing. I'm sorry, I'm a little confused here. Ah, here we go. And the share ID for today's meeting, uh, that's Wednesday, March, I mean Thursday, March 30th at 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 20,000. 107. So it's 20107. Okay, we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Nancy P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.